Welcome back to another episode of the Drop the Contest Edition. My name is Stacey G. I'll be joined once again by Jake the Snake Patterson. This time we are live in 3D recording from the Snake Pit in Dunsborough, beautiful West Australia. Great forecast of waves on the way, heaps of withdrawals, a lot of local success. Uh, has been uh, inserted into this event this week. Bronte McCauley on the women's side winning the trials. Jerem Forrest on the men's side. It's gonna be an absolute cracker. We're gonna hear the forecast from Snake and pick some underdogs, check out the favorites, and as always, get a bit of unsolicited advice from the man himself. Let's get into it. Snake, it's usually at this point in the show that I would welcome you to the program, but it's not my welcome to give. I'm in your neck of the woods. Thanks for having me. Here you are, mate. West is best. We know it. We live it. We breathe it. What can you tell me about the week coming up? Because I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty excited. Well, I tell you what, mate. I t- not just the week, but the, it's going to happen again. It's going to pump before the contest starts. It's going to be tomorrow. The swell is going to start picking up, and I'm calling Wednesday could very well be the best box session we've ever seen of this Wednesday. High tide, westish swell, and pretty solid, um, and the world's best, all frothing. So, no Jack Robbo out there to show them how it's done, but, you know, your mate Jimmy will be out there probably. And, uh, your you dog, know, your all... dog Jimmy or your mate Jimmy? <laughs> um, you know, all the... All the all the boys will be out there frothing, and I bet some of the girls will be having a little go too. Yeah, interestingly enough, year upon year, more and more having a uh, having a run out there. Not too many of them having a go before they get eliminated. Most of them going out there to release a bit of frustration, but nonetheless, they're getting their reps out there, aren't they? Oh, I just can't wait till they run a heat out there. They're going to have to do it one of these days. It has to be this year. The forecast looks pretty prime for it, eh? A couple of smaller days with beautiful wind and... Well, I just... There's plenty of swell um, on the forecast. There's a little bit of... Yeah. If they do it right, there's going to be a day or a couple of days there that they can wait till the semis or finals of both, maybe, and run them at the box if, they, if you're gutsy enough to pull it off. Which I, is, I think is, so too, right? Like they're, the, what they're putting out at Pipeline and stuff like that, like if you compare the box to that, like surely, you know. Box with, is heavier. But as far as like risk versus reward? Probably more risk. You think? <laughs> yeah. Interesting to know. Why would you say that? Oh, because you can't straighten out at the box for one and you could very well get someone on the bottom hurting themselves pretty badly. I know you can get hit really bad at, at, at pipe, obviously, but you can go left and right and there's a little bit more water there. But at the box, it's pretty, comes out of deep water and there's no, any hesitation, you're in trouble. So I, I, I think they need to do it, but on a nice mellow little day, a little four foot. But the beauty of the box is if it's six foot, it's easier because you can get the roll in from the, from the other side of it. And then, but like when it's four foot, it's actually jacks up and it's really hard to take off. So it'll be interesting, but there's definitely gonna be days there or mornings there, but whether they can get that event to, to where you can pull it off, because it, it seems like these things are always struggling for time, but I don't know, the forecast looks good, mate. It's there to be had. It's there to be had. We kind of skimmed over. It's a massive news. World number two, defending champ Jack Robbo, nowhere to be seen this week. He has split. He's already in Brazil rehabbing that knee. And uh, 
Tell you what, if there was any time to have an injury, I don't reckon it could be worse for him than right bloody now. I know. Number, yeah, as you said, number two in the world, defending champion, event champion, and obviously it already banked a huge result for here in his campaign to make top five. And I guess, yeah, he's gone to, I don't know why he'd go to Brazil to rehab, where you would think America or somewhere would have better facilities. But when saying that, maybe Brazil does, some soccer training facility or something like they do in France in Cabreton there. It's the world leading, that's where Ramsey is right now, yeah. re rehabbing. So I don't know, we'll see. He, I mean, he's going to not want to miss the Wavepool event and um, what's after Wavepool? Oh, I think they go into Central America after that. El yeah. Salvador, yeah, then yeah, back yeah. down to Brazil. El, yeah. So, so, yeah. You mentioned Ramsey there. We've seen a host of uh, withdrawals this year. Ramsey being unfortunately unable to surf any event this year. Uh, Robbo out of this event. We're going to see a heap of WA Jaddy. talent in this one. Yeah, yeah Jaddy's out as well and Miggy Poops. So we'll go through replacements. Jacob Wilcox is straight in. He's usually a shoe-in for a finals in the trial and, and usually takes it out. This year he's straight in. Reef Hazelwood straight in. Jarvis Earl, current world junior champ, straight in. And Carlos Munoz is obviously the first replacement for the year. So uh, along with Jack Thomas from Yallinger. He, he was in last year. And he was in last year. Yep. And Jezza Forrest from Margs. Yeah, experienced campaigners. A lot of experience. And particularly for Jezza, I reckon he's done the trials about 15 times <laughs> and never got into the event. No, he did, didn't he? At North Point, he got in that year. No, they had the trials... And he had to do the one heat surf off with Robbo oh, before the main event. That's what happened. And Robbo put everyone to the sword that morning, yeah, even the free yeah, surf yeah, and yeah. in the comp. Yeah. And, and and that was just a warm up, unfortunately, there for, for Jezza and in what was going to be, you know, Robbo's day yeah. uh, at, that, at the park that day. But man, it, I'm just so stoked for him. Like, he's just so deserving. And if you're lucky enough to have a CT come to your backyard, it's everyone's dream to surf in it. Oh. And he's he has been so close so many times and he nearly lost to a grommet the other day. <laughs> I was watching the scores come in live heats. He had a great battle with Macklin Flynn, but I could just feel the, the energy and the nerves <laughs> through the computer screens. <laughs> so I'm stoked that uh, he finally pulled one off and uh, he's got some new dad strength to lay down out there. And I think that, um, you know, could be a really good year to uh, make the event with the forecast that we're looking at with some potential days at the box. I think um, all of these trialists and, and wild cards, particularly the local ones, definitely worth keeping an eye on. Well, they're all goofy footers, mate. They want to hope it doesn't go to the box, I reckon. Oh, Jezza, all those guys, Jacob Wilcox, really good out there. So is Jezza and, and um, Jack Thomas is still really good out there. I don't know about Reef Hazelwood and, and the rest, but... Um, main break on your backhand if you're good enough and strong enough to get to the lip can get big scores we've seen it in the past on rights um, Gabby even but Gabby's never really done well at Margs he struggles a little bit outside of the Gold Coast Gabby hasn't really done well in Australia and it's Newcastle yeah I guess it's a, he, got he got a second, second there. there yeah I mean you're right the, the one the novelty COVID year uh <laughs> And again, I guess he did win Rottnest Island, didn't he? Yeah. What's well, it, well, then, what's his problem with the mainstay tour events? Like, he would have never gone to Newcastle. I don't ever remember him doing the QS there at Surfest. Why and would he? No one's ever gone to Rottnest Island before we went there for the search in this current era of, of tour surfers, yeah, except yeah, for yeah. maybe Kelly. <laughs> 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 and and like he just hasn't been able to put a campaign together uh, at the at the two events like 
that he would have definitely spent the most time at out of anyone. Uh, you know, even like no reason for him to go to Newcastle. It was only ever a 6,000. But, you know, Margie's was a prime 10,000 back in the day. He definitely spent time out here. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm starting to think he's got a bit of a hoodoo through this leg. Yeah, well, he's done really well at every other leg in the, on the tour. So he doesn't really need to, he can give the others a little head start. But I don't know, not that much a head start. Where's he coming? He's coming, um, he's all the way down at 11th. So that's a long way from fifth, isn't it? It, it really is. But it's guaranteed you... making the cut. But and that's the WSL have done so well for the drama that they've created with this cut. Mm. And then the top five—that's more drama. Yep. And then obviously crowning world champion one day, the biggest drama of all. And that's the thing. Like Jack can miss an event now. He could probably miss two with the start that he's had. Uh, and Gabriel, he's just literally has not had a result yet. He's had four ninths, which for him is... It may as well be four last. Well, for him... I, I don't he, reckon the event starts till he gets to the quarters for him. 100%, normally, yeah. So it's uh, it's an interesting start for the year, but it's going to really bottleneck that up. You've got John John Florence in seventh. Yago Dora is a surfer who I think is going to be really strong through the middle part of the year. He's in ninth. It's, uh, you know, no one's really, really running away with it yet. Uh, it's uh, the Vulcan boys one and two out front and, and everyone else behind is, um, you know, a, a, a fair few ways behind them. So it's going to be a really, really interesting, uh, you know, middle, middle section of this year. Who do you think's missing the top five there out of, of, out of the, you know what I mean? So you got, is, is Joe going to go from one out of the top five? Is that you, do you, are you calling that? Uh, the, the event that will really sort everyone out. And I, I don't know how Jack and Jow will go there, is the wave pool. That event, and Italo's not strong there either. No. So it, it's, it's an event where, like, you know, we've had the chance to go there a few times, and it's a real head noise event, that one. You get limited opportunities, and you have to be really strong both left and right, and you cannot have any chink in your armour. No. And, and I think particularly for the natural footers... It, it is a massive, massive challenge for them. Because uh, of the left? Because of the left. Yeah. It's easier to get a score on the right on your backhand than it is to go on the left on your back. Yeah. Yeah. Really hard to do any tricks on your backhand on that left. I agree. Super hard. So I think it's going to be an exciting end of the year. And like you mentioned, it's all, it's all kind of bottlenecked and then plenty of drama. And then you get down to the cut line. There are one, two, four surfers tied for 17th. <laughs> Can't wait. And four surfers tied for 21st. Now, they're all inside the cut line. Outside that, the chasing pack, Miguel Pupo at 25th. And he's pulled out. He's pulled out. So that's... that does create a little bit of breathing room there. Uh, we've got a good piece up on the side at the moment that Mikey C wrote about what it might take to be inside the cut. He's given a safe prediction and a, you know, a 50-50 prediction. Last year, all you needed to make the cut was two ninths. And there was um, you know, obviously a lot of uproar about it, petitions and whatnot. But when you broke it down, like if you said at the start of the season, offer everyone a blank sheet, hey, you've got to make two ninths and five events to make the cut, guarantee everyone says, yeah, no drama, I'm making it. All of a sudden, you've got these surfers like Baron Mamiya, <laughs> Kelly Slater, all outside the cut coming into Margs. It's uh, going to be very, very interesting. The, um, the, the challenging thing for Kelly and Baron and, and, and a lot of these surfers is they're actually dropping a, a result that sort of holds some points. And, and what I mean by that is they're dropping a 13-30. You only drop one result this whole season and it's in the first five 
after that you count every result. You've got surfers down at 29th and 30th that are actually holding. Maxime's holding two 33rds, which is, you know, unless he comes out with a really, really strong result here, it's not going to be enough for him to make the cut. So it's going to be tough for these guys to improve on their points is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm backing Kelly in to make it. Who's, oh. who's he bumping out? Well, Liam, your boy. <laughs> hey, if it goes over at the box, there's no chance Liam's losing. Well, neither is Kelly. Yeah, it's true. I hope they get to surf against each other. They've gone That's going to happen, though. Mm, well, they've oh, gone back to the not. year now they're, where they... Nah, a few years ago where... They're too far down. They're going to be drawing higher seeds, aren't they? Well, it depends whether one could win and one could lose, and then they shift within the bracket. So it, it's a lot harder to predict now, whereas a few years ago, uh, they would be a lot closer to surfing against one another, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm going to be on the sidelines this week, Snake, doing a bit of commentating from the stairs. Really looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully I don't have to talk to any of your surfers with a box of tissues. Who, <laughs> who are you coaching this week, mate? I've um, got Ethan again, like last year. Um, I've got Seth Moniz this, this year and Zeke. And uh, I've got Macy and the girls. Awesome. That's a great, great, great squad. Now tell me, um, Kanoa Igarashi working with Mitchell Ross in uh, Bells, and he's opted to bring him over to the West. How do conversations like that go down? Uh, well, Kanoa's just said he's going to work with him for the rest of the year. Um, he asked me at the start of the year, was I interested in helping him out? I said I would, but I can't. I've got a full-time job these days. So, um, you know, he wanted me to go to Bells, and, and I was in Hawaii for... For, for a little bit as well but you know he needs more attention than just a little bit of the side thing so he's going to work with Mitch for the rest of the rest of the year and that's good that's what he needs I think as we've seen from his bad start he needs someone in his corner so um, he'll be fine I think like he's he's too str- strong minded to, to not make it the cut I know he's sitting in that 17th vulnerable spot but We've just seen him pull out a result where he really needed it. And he drew Griff, and Griff was on a heater in that heat. So, and he, But in saying that, Kanoa had a huge point, heat total too. Mm. So I, I'm expecting big things for him in this event. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, an, it's an interesting role that you play as coach. Like some events, some surfers just need that last little minute check-in, and, and other events they need, like you said, full attention from, from top to bottom. And I think that um, you know, it's a good thing when these young blokes can, I guess, identify that. Because ultimately, it's, it's going to help their careers if they're kind of brave enough to put their hand up and ask for help. And you've seen it straight away, like Rossi or whoever, yourself, it, it might not be a different message. It might be a very similar message just coming from a different person and you get that little spark that you need to kind of keep on the track. Yeah, I've always, always told my kids that I've coached, I should coach myself out of a job within three to five years kind of thing because, you know... What am I going to do? Keep on saying the, the same stuff and motivating them. But the confidence thing and the belief from a coach is important. And I say go coach with other people. Even if it's 1% you're getting from someone else, it could be the 1% difference to, to make a heat. One heat in these days can make you make, make the cut. So it's, it's a huge deal. So, you know, mixing it up like Ethan does. You know, he uses different people the whole year round. And, and so does Carissa. She uses specialists at every spot. So it's, I think that's pretty clever as well. And, and take what you want. And, and you've just got to be strong enough to say, no, that doesn't work for me. Or not that you have to say that, but just block it out and go, no, I know what, how I want to serve my head. I just want to know some local knowledge of some sort or what's going to happen with the tide or... You know, and that can make the difference in a heat. You know, like you saw the tides at Bells that we talked about. 
and that makes a difference in heats, you know? Definitely. I think well, uh, Ethan's career um, has, has been a really, really good one to watch as far as like his ability to, uh, you know, make relationships with local, um, call it legends or people who know their break better than anyone and then keep that relationship going and I'll see you back next year. Yeah. And there's no, hey, I don't need you at the next stop. I'm going to use this person and just keeping that communication there and having, I guess, all that knowledge across all the world. You know, he's going from Shane Dorian to yourself to um, Duncan Scott in South Africa, like just all these different guys. And over a, you know, you'd have to think over a 5, 10, 15 year career, man, his head's just going to be swelling with knowledge by the end of it. At every spot, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's the nicest kid and, and, you know, his dad Bill's the nicest guy. So like, you'd never say no, mm. you know what I mean? Unless you're coaching someone else or, you know, but... You know, I love working with Ethan. Like, it's he does all the work for you, pretty much. He's so clever these days. And it's like, you know, I love the way he competes and he knows what he has to do to beat everyone on tour. It's just that those one percenters that he's after. And that's, it's great. Mm. You, you made a mention at Bells that you thought you could see him adopting his strategy for different surfers, uh, riding more waves when he needed to and then sitting and waiting and being on the best waves. Is that something you'll look to, to reinforce here? Uh, I I never won for riding waves unless it's unless you can't pick a good wave. Like there's there's places on tour that you go, no one really knows how that wave's going to turn out. So you actually got to throw a little bit more mud on the wall. But Margaret's you kind of do. You kind of know if you're going to get three turns on that right and kind of know you never go left <laughs> and that kind of stuff. So I I. You know, he did it perfectly last year. Mm. I've already told him we'll go watch his heats and, mm. and analyse what he did last year and just reproduce it. And he was one fall away from making that final and he went through four heats without falling. Mm. And he pushed really hard on one wave against Jack, thinking he had to. Yep. And I don't think he did. He was going to get the score anyway and he yep. fell. Um, and it cost him the, the semi-final. So. And he was the man to beat. He logged some huge scores. Two events in a row last year through through the Australian League, two yeah. thirds. He was definitely the surfer to beat. So I guess there's no reason why he can't go uh, yeah, back to back. He's my pick for the win. If you want to know, Stacey, yeah, is we'll, it a bit early? Or well, it might be a I bit early. No, we'll get there, we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep going on the, uh, the Ethan train. I think he's definitely the uh, the talk of the town at the moment, and, and rightly so. I mean, he, to be honest, he's probably always been the talk of the town, but now his results and his comfortability and his presence on screen are all kind of starting to come together. And, and dare I say it, he's kind of walking around like a world champ. And, well, and he should be. Well, I just noticed his confidence in his interviews even. Even yep. speaking when he won the event, like mm. he was just open and honest and just like going, you know, everyone thinks he's this shy, quiet guy that doesn't, won't say anything. But if you, if you prod him rightly, you know, he's going to give, give you something back. So it's, it's great to see. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the year after this event. But, you know... Big things for this kid. I'm locking him in for the top five as well. Yeah, I think uh, with a strong result here, he can kind of, you know, afford to perhaps not figure the riddle out at the pool and then just move through the rest of the year. But getting he, he had a strong result at the pool last time, if you remember, he, he got, got a third or a fifth or something I think he like got fifth. Yeah, he got a. He was right there, which is what you want to be walking away from that event from. Yeah, if fifth or better, you're cheering. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, but because there's definitely some standouts to lock themselves in the top three. Gabby like goes Philippe. to first on his first two waves. Yeah, and Philippe. Yeah, and then you got Canoe and Griff that are crazy, and then you throw in a couple of little other wild cards like Yago's super strong. Yeah, there. and then if someone shows up like a, you know, a Rio Wada for for instance, like. 
he could throw some proper heat on his backhand on that mm. left. Yeah. Um, that, that's one event where you don't have to have wave selection. <laughs> getting back to getting back to Margaret's and, and look like you mentioned getting a wave with three solid turns in. Uh, you know, when you're working with younger kids and you're helping them through their junior careers, you quite often say, you know, don't, you know, always looking for a wave where you can see your first turn. Yeah. And if you can't see your first turn, well, it's probably not the wave for you. And then you work on your combos from there and, and things like that. The, the world tour, as is, is, is the, the level improves, you still really are giving similar advice. It's, it's, you don't need to recreate the wheel there. But what does a three-turn wave look like at Marg's when, you, when you're paddling in? Well, exactly what you said. You've got to see your first turn and you've got to know that it's going to close out before the, the rocks, the reef, you know, that shallow bit. So there's waves that kind of like run all the way into that. And then the one, if they've got enough girth, they'll actually close out before it gets there. And you need that because that's three points if you do a nice close out turn. Three points for your first top to bottom turn. Whatever you do in the middle gives you your eight point ride. So you break it down simply like that. And, you know, you let them create the magic without mm. falling. And, and if you've got the balls to wait for it. Yeah. It's not that hard. You hear the, Calif <laughs> you hear the Californians talk about playing the in-out game at Trestles. I know they're completely two different ways we're talking about here, but I get a similar vibe at Margie's. There are those waves that move in and under that have the more vertical face. And I, I do feel their surface like John John, like Ethan, like Jack, that can really derive the bigger scores, even though they're on smaller waves. Yeah, there's, 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 there's small and then there's too small. So you just got to know the difference. And... Depends on what kind of day it is. It looks like there's going to be some proper swell. Like the guys might be thrown out on some maybe eight to ten foot onshore days, maybe if they want to finish at the box, which I hope they do. Um, so that's a whole other kettle of fish. You know, you got to sit on the boil there and and you know kind of trying to pick the medium ones and because the big ones that go off the off the right a little bit too much. And then the beauty of the jet skis, so they're whipped around really quick and they can ride over the reef. You know, it's 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 great that. The innovations these days have made surfing super exciting because you can't run Margaret's at 10, 12 foot mm. without jet skis. Otherwise, it's a paddling contest or the guy that just kind of gets lucky. And these days, you're getting five or six, seven chances with the skis, so it's sick. Preheat, no jet ski assist. Are you paddling out the left or the right? Six it's always feet. the left. Kolohe always goes out the right. Yeah, that's just, I don't know why he does. He loses a fin on the way out. It's like, jeez, why would you do that? It's like kind of, you get caught as yeah, well. it's gnarly. It's like... But I, I, I try to follow him a couple of times and just get so steamrolled. But I hate paddling around that left. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, these days the jet skis normally are whipping guys out anyway. Yeah. So yep. it just depends on who you know. That's right. My brother's right. on the skis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll yeah. always pick you up. <laughs> All right, I know your tongue going to get into this forecast. Let's, uh, let's rip into the forecast. Right, Snake. What are we looking at? So, yeah, the forecast is looking great, Stace. It's, um, I don't know if they'll run first day. It's going to be small and the wind's a little bit fussy, kind of funky. But Friday, I'm calling. They're going to start probably maybe a full day of girls. It's going to be nice, fun. Margaret's four foot, maybe. Light winds, a little bit onshore, a little bit offshore, a little bit of everything, but super contestable. And then the swells start to kick on the Saturday and Sunday. And then... Monday and Tuesday, they could possibly Tuesday finish at the box if they get a day on the Monday. I'm worried about the Monday is being a bit onshore and big and stormy, but the beauty is they've got the Tuesday to, to finish either main break or um, the box. So what's the ideal wind here? It's southeast. Yep. 
So with that being said, anything nor-east kind of makes it a little chattery on the left. Yeah. But not many people are going left. It kind of grooms the right a little bit. But um, if it's south-east, it'll blow barrels into the right and still be really smooth. And yeah, they can get back to all the barrels. We've seen Kelly get like crazy barrels out there before and big hacks and big closeout turns. So that's what I want to see. Can it handle a, a, a light to moderate south? Yeah, for sure. And southwest even. Anything from the south is doable depending on how strong it is. If it's light, it's not a drama at all. As soon as it gets over 15, 20 knots, you're, you're kind of done. Yeah. If it's big anyway. Yeah. If it's four to six foot, it's still doable. But if it's 10 foot, it's kind of like gnarly. And then obviously the box being an open ocean reef, that, that needs to be pretty cheap. Well, you actually need the, the ocean to be really groomed the day before or the afternoon before. So the morning you get the stiff offshore because you don't want the rip roaring out there and you don't want any wonks. You just want it dead flat, smooth. And then when the sets come, it's like every wave's rideable. And if you get too much south on it, um, you want actually east, nor'east for, for the box and it's going to be pumping. And we Wednesday, as we were saying at the start of this podcast, it's going to be like the free surfing session. And... Let's just hope no one gets hurt because it could be pumping. Could be maxing. Uh, look, the tour is due for some waves. Let's not let's not uh, dance around that one. It had a pretty, pretty challenging start at the first four events a year. You must be pretty proud to see WA really standing up and chucking the tour on its back. <laughs> it's just the forecast, mate. You wait till it goes to shit and then I'll be looking like an idiot, won't I? No, it's... I'm looking at the same thing and I don't come here all that often, but from what I can see, it looks really, really promising. And I think the next two days... Um, uh, just going to get the heart of every, you know, surfer's surfer really stoked. Yeah. You know, they're going to be surfing pumping waves. It's gonna, there's going to be waves everywhere. If you want to warm up on the comp peak, knock yourself out there, you know, without going into detail, there's going to be spots up and down the coast that you could probably find a wave, you know, not necessarily to yourself, but there's going to be plenty going on. The reason I ask that is, the reason I make mention of the available spots to surf with this forecast, how hell-bent are you on warming up on the contest bank versus, say, going down to Gas Bay or, or anything like those venues? Oh, it depends on who you're coaching because, like, you know, you're not going to tell Kelly to go surf main break, hey? He surfed it, like, a million times and he knows where to sit and he knows what board's going to work and blah, blah, blah. But all the new guys, like the Rio White is probably still out there right now. <laughs> it's 8.30 at night. Um, and... So you kind of, it's a different wave. It's, it's a tough wave to read and, and it's a tough wave to pick one that we talked about, the three turns and, and the closeout at the end. So um, I don't know. It depends on who you are, but I always say you've at least got to get a session out there for, for one board at least to know what board you want to ride. Not, not too uh, uncommon for you to see surfers sort of scrambling the morning of, texting people like yourself, Got any boards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, those days are kind of gone, I think, because it, no one's going to ride bigger than a, like their, their step up when they come, even if it's 10 to 12 foot. You know, I watched Kelly in one of the QSs he came over. It was 10 foot. I think I rode a 7.0 in the contest. He rode like a 5.9 quad. And I just <laughs> he was just going, oh, if I catch a wave, I'll be fine. It's just catching the waves when it's that big is, 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 the, is the thing. And he, he managed and smashed it. So. Two years ago, Gabriel Medina told me it was the biggest waves he's ever seen in his life. And uh, yeah, that hit was, I mean, it was sketchy, but, but fun. Uh, 
Man, I think I just saw the biggest wave, like, in front of me in a heat, you know? Like, in a heat, that was the biggest I've ever seen. So, I don't know, that, that was fun, you know? Just, like, a different feeling. <laughs> Yeah, well, right. if you go back and watch Geordie and Zeke's heat last year, the set that they both took off on was bigger than Sunset has been in the last three years kind yeah. of thing. And they're riding tiny boards, six boards, six sixes and stuff. And you don't kick out into a channel. No, you've got to straighten out in a huge closeout and then hopefully you don't get lose anything on the on the reef and then get a jet ski around. The, the mind-blowing thing about the height of the waves and the, the power of the waves is that Gabriel didn't change boards over two days. One day was dead set 15 to 20 feet, every bit of it. The next day was probably 8 to 10 and he, he rode a 6-1 both days. Hmm. I don't understand. I, I understand the ability they have and the way they ride their boards. That makes perfect sense to me. What I do not understand is the paddle power that they can generate to actually physically catch the wave yeah. and not be hung up in the lip, which Gabe actually did get hung up in the lip on one of his waves, so maybe that was his downfall in the end. But more often than not, he's just gliding into these waves. John's the same. Like, man, that is just like pure athleticism. Yeah, well, it's it's an F1 driver, isn't it? Mm. You get what I mean? You, the, you put them on a, on a mini moke and they're still going to do like the craziest turns ever, but then you put them in their, in their Ferrari... And off they go, and they're the world's best. It's it is what it is. It's like, and that's what I guess the the average punter doesn't understand. The ability of reading a wave of these guys is unbelievable. It's not just going, oh, there's a big set coming. They're not paddling for the shoulder. They're paddling for the peak. Want to take off as deep as they can and as late as they can to get more opportunity on that wave. So it's it's a whole different level. Mm. And moving over to the box, uh, we spoke about earlier and how sort of heavy it is and the, the risk versus reward there. How much, you know, advantage do the local service have Heaps. at that wave? Heaps. More than anywhere in the world? Possibly. More I think so. Because there's, there's a whole trick about the box and it's, 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 it's kind of like Chopes. You get what I mean? Like, I swear Chopes is like... You need to paddle three metres deeper than you think you can make the wave. You've got to take yourself out of the comfort zone and otherwise you don't really get a proper barrel. You won't get a score. The box is probably worse because you need to take off on the other side of the, th of, of the peak. You've got to backdoor the whole thing. And if you go too early, you'll be in the barrel for like a split second. So you've got to hold, hold, hold and go as late as you possibly can and shoot through this thing. But it's the scariest thing in the world. You On a two foot of slab of, of reef and big consequences if you don't make it because there's all pinnacles and stuff. It's pretty gnarly. And warming up out there is uh, no joke. And, you know, we've seen injuries happen out there in the warm-ups, like you said, and, and hopefully everyone gets out of these next two days unscathed. But uh, with this forecast and the way that it's looking, I, I think if you're in the event as a CT surfer, male or female, you, you've got to be out there in these next couple of days just, just to even to feel it out because the chances of you running some heats out there through this event, I think, are very high. Yeah, I, I think even if you're not catching waves, all you have to do is sit there and look where the good guys are taking off and go, okay, that's, that's the boil there or whatever, and, and, and they're making them, like, real easy, because mm. when you take off, you go, how did I make that? How did I get from there to there? But they call it the box for a reason. That mm. thing is square, mm. and it just it holds up. In your era, Snake, there was plenty of get-in uh, early pop-up late. <laughs> and I don't reckon I've seen anyone do that better at the box than Jacob Wilcox. Yeah. Like, he obviously knows exactly where to sit. 
and I'll watch him, he's in the wave, it's like almost tubing, yeah. and he's still sort of half cocked up, he hasn't fully got there yet, and then just at the last second, he's up, and yeah. he's already halfway through the tube, super deep, yeah. spat out. How hard is that to go against your instinct to want to just kind of be up and safe in the channel? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. You've got to take yourself out of your comfort zone, and, and it's scary. It's, as I said, shallow reef and gnarly, and to get a big score out there, you've got to be you know, pushing the limits of, of not making it or riding foam balls and not just flying through it real easy. It's, it's, it's going to be sick. I hope they get some heats out there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, enough about the forecast. Let's move on to some underdog picks. Underdog picks for the women. Well, with the forecast on hand, I can't go past... That's not an underdog. I'm, I'm going to go, well... I can't let you have her two two events in a row. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, I'll, no, you went her favourite last week, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Lakey. Is, oh. it, is that an underdog? Because That's an underdog, yeah. yeah because she's yeah. coming like 15. She needs a huge result. Yeah. But I saw the way she surfed Margaret's a couple of years ago. She destroyed Steph in maybe the quarters or semis or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about her, like progression through her career being more comfortable in those waves like the first year they went to Honolulu and it was big she really didn't look too comfortable there but as the years went on it's definitely an area of her craft that she's worked on for sure and then obviously uh, yeah we're taking a title out here in I believe it was uh, right. who's the underdog mate come on right I already know who is. I know I know between two I reckon oh right okay I like this game this is sort of like I'm calling it between sort of Sally like or an Courtney. Old, an old uh, married couple, sort of <laughs> trying to pick what they're going to say. Um, Maybe not. No, I've got to steer clear of the, um, I would say, the elder guard. They they've absolutely haven't given me any love so far this season. Uh, so I think I'm going to keep keep with the youthful enthusiasm. Um, because you're coaching her and she needs a result. And she, she really should be getting results at a wave like this. She's tall, strong, got a great frontside carve. Macy Callahan for the win. She needs it to stay on tour. Isabella did it last year. I'm kind of feeling the same vibe for Macy. Wow, so huge call. I'm going to blame her like coach. <laughs> blame her coach. <laughs> if things don't go to plan, uh, but yeah, that, that's my underdog pick. And it's um, you know, it is a super challenging wave. Like to be, to be coming here as um, you know, in that position, and then be faced with oh, okay, cool. Here's ten foot Margaret River main break, and you need to get a you know fifth, third, first, whatever. You're really going to, going to learn a lot about yourself this week. And I think that, um, yeah, like you said, the drama and everything the, the mid-season cut is, is creating, I, d I don't think there's a, there's a better venue to, to watch it all go down. I yeah, think it's with the be... forecast, everyone's going to get a, a fair crack at it, I think. There's yep. no one going to get skunked with a, a tidal heat or anything like that. Everyone's going to get the opportunity to perform. So it's going to be exciting. Underdogs for the women. Lakey for Snake. Macy for Stace. Who you got in the men's? Snake man. <sighs> That's a tricky one. With the forecast, I'm going to throw underdog. It's, it's, it's tough because how do you pick an underdog? Like, can I, can I say Canola? Is that an underdog? What's his best result here? Have you got thirds and stuff? No. Yeah, I'll let you pick him. Yeah, you got to back your... I was going to say back your horse in, but he's jumped ship. But yeah, he's, yeah. Jumped ship, oh, but he's like, got He's got a fair bit of your knowledge in there. I think... Um, I think with exactly um, like we talked about, when your back's against the wall, someone's going to come through like Isabella did last year and won Margaret's. I think Kanoa's like 
he's not the, he's thinking world title still. So he, this is it. This is he's got to perform at this event, and I got a feeling that um, survives the box, a couple of heats maybe, and if it's a main break, he's my underdog. I like it. I'm gonna go a real true Aussie workhorse. A because he's madder than a cut snake, and B big frontside wrap. So he can get tubed and he can do big hooks on the face. Is that enough to give it away? You better say Callum, because if you've picked Liam again, that's <laughs> <laughs> it is Callum, Callum, Callum Robson. I reckon he's I reckon he's he's due because he he came off a big result in uh, in Portugal there with the third. But in all fairness, outside the ten, which that event was scrappy, but he really didn't get a whole lot of work done. And just, you know, I know he loves to surf. They all do. That's why they're on the world tour. He hasn't really had the chance to open up. He got 33rd at Bells. Like, he hasn't even had the chance to show one of his you know, greatest assets, which is his power. Yeah. You know, Portugal, like I said, he did great, but he was just fighting. And, and, he, and he fought that 10 amazingly, no, no doubt about it. But outside of that, haven't really got to see him combo up a wave this year. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to watching him hopefully... Uh, Open up his wingspan and um, you know chalk up a huge result. He's coming off 14th. A, a, a bad shoulder injury from la- the end of last year. Yeah, he's four events in now. He's good no, no, him. I'm just saying, like you know, but he's been ripping. Yeah, it's just just needs to you know, and he's going to get the opportunity here. Yeah, I reckon. Looking at this forecast, and I think he's a surfer where you could watch him two heats out main break. He could surf his quarters at the box and then come back and finish it over over the ditch and and, and do just fine. So that's uh, that's the underdogs. Moving on to the favourites. Who you got for the favourite snake, man? For the women's? Women's, I've got start Molly. with women's. Basically because of the one turn she did last year at this event, I'm picking her based on that. And with the confidence she's running off right now, it's absolutely to die for. This is what athletes need to have if you're going to be running the yellow jersey and she's got it and she's ready to eat anyone up and... I think with the confidence that she got like from doing that one turn last year, she's going to be trying to do that every heat, and I reckon she's got the confidence to take it out. I reckon, uh, I reckon you're not wrong. I reckon that's the kind of surfing that we sort of come to expect from her now. It, 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 we, we knew that people that seen her around town and around the country and whatnot sort of had that level in her, but until she really did that turn here last year, she was still, I would say, definitely learning how to be at her best on the tour. And honestly, since that turn, she's just been on fire. She yeah. did that turn, qualified again in a heartbeat, and now she's world number one. It's like, this is where it all started for her, yeah. this event last year. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great call, and I reckon she can definitely uh, well, who's your pick those do, do pretty well this time around. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tyler's going to go back-to-back. Ah, back. Oh, come on. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I reckon it's a good call, but I just, I just really I, think they're going to run some heats out the box this year for the women. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Ethan for my men's favourite to go back to back. Oh, I love it! No, <laughs> I did that with Jack Robbo last year, and Mikey C said absolutely no way. I called him for Margs and for G Land. Wow! Yeah, that's a huge call, and yeah. he did. Yeah, and he did. Yeah, wow. yeah. I owe Johnny Gillette of the Salt Mill a coffee for that one. He, he, he said, "You, you watch Robbo at G Land. Yeah. Look at where he grew up. He'll be." Oh, yeah. just any barreling, turning wave. Like, that, yeah. like Nalu is really similar to G-Land, how you've got to keep going and do turns and get barreled along the way. And and he's one of the best ever at Nalu, so. Yeah, there we go. All right, so Molly and Tyler for the women. You're going Ethan, 
He's going to go back to back. I'm going to go Jow. That's this is the way that suits him. Yeah, I reckon he's he's like he's not the type of surfer that I would like always be drawn to. Just personally, he's super energetic. I grew up obviously watching Parco and Mick and these guys are just with beautiful tempoed styles of the wave. Jow's really up tempo, yeah. surfs the wave over, and it's working. Like it's he he's got his boards looking gnarly. He absolutely charges. And he's kind of, he serves a lot of passion, as all the Brazilians do. He's, he's mate, he's definitely kind of my, like, new new guy to watch on the tour, for sure. He um, he lost his heat last year and went and spent a lot of time out in the box, too. Yeah. So he's he's no stranger to that place. Yeah. So, you know, if it goes, mm. does go out there, he, yeah. he'll be ready for it. Yeah. So it's a pretty gutsy call, but... it's uh, We both just over, overlooked John, which is just absolutely ridiculous because... He's hands down one of the best surfers out there, but I just think Ethan's got his rail game covered. I thank you. I, I'm not, I'm I'm there with you. I reckon it's again. I'd love to see that those two in a final firing on all cylinders. I reckon it'd be a great heat to watch. But, it's it's going to be interesting to see the heat yeah. draw and, and who's going to meet who where. Mm. If you get what I mean. So yeah. that's a big one for yeah. for where where they all end up. But. Yeah. With, with John and, and us, I guess, obviously, we're not overlooking him. We're probably looking to add a little bit of spice to our lives. But I, <laughs> I would often rule him out even being picked. Just how dominant he's been here the last five, six, he's seven years. He's in my fantasy team, for sure. Oh, but you for get what I mean? sure. It's like, it's just, it's kind of getting boring. Like, you could do something different than a big old hack and a layback. He can do big airs too, though. Yeah. You know what was funny last year at the final? And, and I noticed Ethan doing it at Bells, which he rarely used to do, was watch the wave of the surfer. And Jack last year was trying a lot of airs after he'd already landed two really good ones. Mm. And it was almost like, careful to give away... Yeah, your plan, your, your game plan, plan. You know, because John arguably can out-air and out-turn anyone. He just needs his opportunities. And, 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 and Jack did his job on the day and he, he got his done in, in the time frame within that heat. But you could see John start, oh, okay, that's where this heat's going. I probably need to go there too. I would have, that final for another five minutes might have been a bit closer than what it actually ended up. I'm not sure if you remember what happened at Haleiwa in the final this year. But the, Refresh wind, me. the, the wind swung like kind of devil wind into the right mm. and just went, oh, John's going to launch. Very next wave. Yep. Tried it to big air, fell. Very next wave after that. Huge air got like a nine. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like if it's tailor made for it, mm. he knows he'll switch on and off. He he mm. adapts really well as well. Yeah. If it's big hacks, he'll hack. Mm. And if there's airs to be had, he's one of the best in the business as well, mm. which could hurt Ethan if it's onshore somewhere Definitely. along the line. But yeah. in saying that, he's rail game can get him out of anything. We've just seen that at Bells. Totally. I mean, he won it one foot high tide winky pop. I would have not called that. Yes, you would have against a goofy footy, you would have. Oh, if you put him in the final against Callanan. <laughs> but then Callanan grew up surfing Merriweather Rocks, man. I don't know. Like, yeah, I know, but that was uh, almost impossible to surf on your backhand. Oh, By the time the final came around. for anyone except those two. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the girls made it look good too, so yeah. that, hats off to them. But yeah, that was unfortunate. But I, I, I swear the two best surfers won in that event. Yeah. So yeah, it worked great. out. Yeah. And, and on that, you know, we saw an air from Ryan against John in the semis. Um... I, to me, it's a credit to the, the Brazilians and how they surf their heats. They, they don't wait to be told. 
like, oh, we're going to the air now, are we? Like, they, they just come in and, yeah. and they're just on that level. And I think that, um, you know, it's definitely where you see some of those servers get caught out with uh, just not relying on their instincts like John and Haley either. Oh, here's the wind. Cool. This is what I'm going to do now. Yeah. You know, and I think that, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think, like, John will be coming out of Bells with a, with a lot of confidence. Like, he doesn't go there to get third, but reflecting on that event and how the conditions were and how good he looked in his heats, a lot of positives to take out of that event for John. Yeah, it definitely wasn't his ideal conditions for Bells, was it? Like, mm. he's six-foot bowl and he goes to another level like mm. a, a few other guys do, you know, mm. head high, winky, kind of like going, well, he's, he's gettable. Mm. But he looked pretty good. So, but Marks is going to be that six to eight foot right hand pack, uh, rock piles where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. it's kind of like what I reckon the most identical wave to Margaret's ride is yep. rock piles. And he probably doesn't need a warm up, but he's going to get a good two days of warming up. Yeah. And he'll be at the yep. box. Yeah. Just having the time of his life. Right, that's the favourites. Let's get into some unsolicited advice from the man himself. Right, Snake, you get a call at midnight. Ethan, who's actually paying you to give solicited advice, <laughs> wants you to not tell someone something. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. You yeah. are, you are. Pick, pick a C-grade bit of info. I'll try and beef it up for you. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about it. Is, is wave selection and knowing what wave closes out mm. on the right, which is crucial. Never go left. Mm. Well, you, unless you're Taj. Taj is the only one I've seen in the in the modern era that gets a, any score on I've the left. I've seen Kanoa under your tutelage go left against strict instructions to not go left and get 15 points. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, but... He, in saying that, if, if, if the rides are kind of hard to surf and it's kind of bumpy and you know which left you're looking for, you can get three huge turns. Yeah. It's just you've got to know that the one you're looking for and they're, it's, it, it's really tough because they're the hard, way harder to pick than the right. And ultimately, we're looking at a peak and you want to be behind the peak on the right to go right. And yeah. if you're on that spot and you think you're going to go left, you're tripping. Because yeah. you're, you're taking off where you're going to do your first turn yeah. if you are going to go left. Yeah. So it's a really hard one to be because you're not going to sit with first priority on the left side of the peak because yeah. you, you, then you're going to miss what is probably the better wave of the right. So, yeah, I hear you with the no left call. I mean, I'm from the Gold Coast. I'm happy with the no left call. That's fine. Yeah, but believe it or not, if, if it gets a nice offshore wind, you can get a really nice barrel on the left mm. as well as the right. Yep. Like you've got to, but as you said, you have to backdoor the peak to yep. get it off the takeoff yep. for both ways to get a nice barrel. But I know trialist winner Jezza Forrest will be eyeing off the left for sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think he's smart enough not to go left. It's a, it's a, I know you got the skis to take you back out because it's a way longer paddle than the right, but it's the criticalness of how you get mm. on your backhand on the right. If you get not get caught on your first turn and you get some water off the back of the, of the thing, you've got six points already gone on your mm. backhand if yep. you're high and tight. Mm. And then a cut back down, hit the closeout, you're in yep. the eight-point right. Yep. So it's that's easy. And you paddle back out in, in a minute and a half. You go left, you've got a... Do the craziest hack you've ever done on your first turn. Pray you got a top to bottom second turn, and then you're hitting that like a section that's kind of going away from you on the third turn. Yeah, and it's kind of like a miracle if you get it yeah. high and tight you enough. Try and fake and then, it and throw your arms up and pretend that you've done a third turn. Yeah, and, and really then you've got a six minute paddle. Mm. So yeah. you weigh it up. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it, you are in a hard position here. You don't want to be giving away all uh, your top secrets. <laughs> Chuck your Tourism WA hat on and give us some unsolicited winery advice. Where are we having lunch? <laughs> There's so many. Um, oh, geez. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm, I'm eyeing off a bit of sparkling uh, rosé from uh, Vas Felix. That's that's gonna yeah, be yeah. Vas Felix. There's so many. There's um. We've just done uh, eight weeks off the piss on the East Coast, Snake. I know you did 10 before you went to uh, Hawaii this year. Big shout out to uh, Johnny Gannon and all the uh, Hammerheads. We're uh, fighting fit and re ready to charge this big oncoming swell event. But not if it gets too big. I think my toe will be inflamed if it's over 10 foot. But <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Park. You've got to go to Amelia Park. It's okay. one of the best wineries here. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful part of the world. Uh, in case you can't tell... We're doing a 3D pod, which I'm very stoked about. It's uh, so good to be in person, Snake Man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to a fun week. I'll be uh, definitely looking out for you on the stairs, mate. I might even bug you, actually, and uh, get all those uh, great insights uh, throughout the week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, Stace. It's going to be a good one, I think. I think this is going to you know, kick off the rest of the Australian leg because we got Snapper and um, uh, Narrabeen coming up after. So... This is just the, 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 the start of it, I think. Brewing. Phew!